Thank you for that prayer. Turn in your Bibles with me, please, to the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 1. Today we want to talk about a very broad topic, but basically the kingdom and power. First Thessalonians 1, verses 1 through 8. Was that Grandma? <laughs> Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus, under the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you, making mention of you in our prosuke, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. That's kind of an intro. I'm going to pause right there because that's kind of a strange translation because it really more easily flows as in our Lord Jesus Christ, functioning in the sight of God, our Father. So that's, that's, a wonderful, that's a wonderful thing. So it's not like you got the Lord Jesus Christ and God and our Father, but, but that's, that's really a good um, thing to know. Verse 4, Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that you were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia, for from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God were to spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. I thought this was a just, just a really interesting passage of Scripture, particularly in light of what God has asked the Saints Network to do in this season and what you're doing. Oh, well, yeah, it's not Second Thessalonians, it's first, and, and if I type that wrong, I apologize. So you've, you've got your scripture, if you've got your Bible there, just follow along with me. But the you know, the interesting thing, though, is that what Paul is describing here is exactly the pattern of what we want to see happen in nations. For Thessaloniki, as they call it, we call it Thessalonica, but in the Greek, uh, in the, in, even in the nation now, that city is way up um, almost to where Turkey is. Uh, or to where Turkey would would come in. So it was up basically, not on the border, but way up north. 
And so Paul is saying that in their unique positioning, um, God used them to not only speak on behalf of their land, but throughout Macedonia, throughout Achaia, and, and it really was a, a, jut, a jutting out point for the world. And, and in fact, it, it says, we, we just read it, it says that you were example. That, that word is in the Greek where we get our word type, type from, uh, where you, you're either typing something or you're a type of something. Um, so it's not just an example, even though it can marginally mean the same thing. It is a letter-perfect depiction of what they're supposed to be. It also says that, the, for verse 8, from you sounded out the word of the Lord. That's a derivative of echo. So whatever they received, they, not mimic, but they spoke the same things out. So you have those two things that these people became. They, they hearkened to the letter of what God had patterned them to know and to be, and they transmitted that out perfectly without, without, any, without any measure of variance. It was, it was an echo, which is, you know, what we've studied about that term in the New Testament means that whatever the throne is giving you, you should echo that. You should, you should depict that. These people were doing this. And... Paul is really thankful for them. He says in verse 3, we remember without ceasing your work of faith. What is the work of faith? Well, the work of faith is their intercession. The work of faith is what they're representing before the right hand of the throne. Your labor of love, where you are embracing that agape, and you're, you're working it. You're not just, you're, you're not just a hearer, but you're a doer. You're not just a lover, but you're a warrior. So you have those two things right there. And then patience of hope. Patience, the first sign of the apostolic in, in linking with however, with what we've known about hope, whatever the, the burden of the heart of God has impressed upon you, that seed of faith, you're holding on to it, and you're, you're, you're believing that however you're representing, however you're praying, that no matter what it looks like, it's going to end up being what God wants it to be. And then um, uh, what we talked about a minute ago, uh, you're doing it on behalf of the Lord who is engaged on behalf of the, the eyes of God. Uh, our Lord is representing the Father's will according to his ways. And, and he, at the right hand there, is praying for us that we'll fulfill that will. But here is a, a really kind of a subtle, a hidden depiction of the ways and the eyes of God, because that's what Jesus is serving on behalf, then, of our Father. Isn't that wonderful? So there in that third verse is an amazing synopsis of what the, the implant of a of an apostolic mission should be. These people weren't just receiving. These people were taking it, living it, being it, and sending it out. The perfect type. The perfect echo. And, and I thought, dear God, that's, that's really what we've tried to be and tried to do. 
And that's really what, in this hour, we're believing that the Spirit of God is going to impact in the leaders and in the churches that he's bringing about for South America, that they would be moved upon. And maybe you can pray this verse, verse 3, and declare it every day while we're gone. Uh, and we'll still be here. You may hear voices coming through the portals. Um, that happens. I'm certainly going to be looking for ways to, to tap into this, to this place. Oh, that's, that's one thing that I'm working on right now. Um, and I, I just need for you to pray that I'll hear it properly. Doing a study on um, how this is all connected how all these things that we've learned about gates and windows and, and uh, histemes and glory and uh, how they're all connected. And I'm finding some verses that I think are the answer to that. And, but I've got to do my diligence so that I'm not going off half-cocked because whatever, whatever we say from the Word has to be right. We cannot say, well, we thought it was okay, but now let me correct it. But I think when that comes, and it's very near to coming, it's going to unlock a lot of things because the Word is what gives us light. The Word is what gives us the authority and power to move. And once God says through His Spirit, I'm unlocking this truth based upon all the things that you've embraced, particularly in, in understanding in the Word, now they're all going to come together, and you're going to see things that connect places around the world. Maybe, 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 maybe portal transport. I don't know that. But, but the main thing is to be, to be active in the creation of the Lord beyond what we've known. And God's the one that's dictating that. But we need to believe for these people that they will, they will be firmly addicted. That's a bad word. Well, Paul used it, he's addicted to the work of the saints, um, that they will be intercessors and that they'll embrace that role of faith at the right hand and that they will then move in the agape of God and labor according to it, not just feel it, not just goosebump it, but labor in behalf of it. And that they will move uh, in an apostolic way in patience, taking that seed of faith through hope uh, according to the eyes of the Lord on behalf of our Father, that that, that will all be, if, if, if we can see that firmly established on behalf of this mission from the saints, for the saints, ultimately for the kingdom, then we will have accomplished what we need to accomplish because that's, that's what must be in the indigenous churches there. When the, when the darkness comes... And boy, oh boy, if you, if you look at, I, I better not say this online, but you look at the political climate down there and the link with China, it's not going to be long before they try to close the loop, just like they did with India. And so we need to establish in the indigenous churches this galvanized partnership with the Father at his throne. And um, so we've got to work, and we will work. Uh, we need strategy for the commitments that we make for, for not only larger teams going in, but smaller teams going in to teach and to preach.
and it should be something happening with regularity through the month. And then we'll take that same template and, and partner with our saints in not only this nation, but in Europe, because they've been walking and growing along with us, and they, they can take it and amalgamate for what God wants to do, and with Faladin for Africa. So, um, but you do and you teach. And you, you, you know as well as I do that when we're led into something new in the Lord, that is a that is an amazing opportunity for the Spirit then to say, what meaneth this? And that, that understanding comes. The challenge we have here is when you've got an established group of saints who are all together all the time, you know, you don't, it's like coals of fire. You, you need to have fresh logs to make that ignite. And for us, the hunger for the nations it's not like, and God had to justify that in my heart a long time ago in regard to what's happened in this sanctuary. And it, you know, as, as somebody who was trained to grow churches in numbers and was somebody who was trained to recognize that that's your identity, that's the point of your success, to die to that, there's that word die again, and to look like you've just blown it is, is hard. But for us... The hunger, as Trish was saying, the plant we're feeding on, we can't jump ship. We've got to stay before the Father because this is his mission. If anybody doubts that, um, just consider where all the Lord has taken this and what he's doing right now. This gospel of the kingdom must be preached in the nations for a witness, and then shall the end come. And, you know, you look, what are the two main groups that are going to be doing the most battling in the end time? The prophets and the saints. And we've been given that. Now, I'm not saying we're the only ones that have been given that, but we've been given that and the Word. And that's the important thing. Everything, and that's where we're going next in this, everything that we have received from the very beginning, God has said it must be established in the Word because that's how we learn. That's how we're strengthened. That's how we're verified. That's our foundation, but that's what we must teach. If you get off in the spirit realm and you're not anchored in the word, God help you. Yeah, especially now. I'm seeing influences in the spirit realm that I think the enemy has released as his reserve. I, I, and maybe God has allowed it to happen. You know, you, you say, oh, how could God allow things to happen? Just read the scripture, not just the places you underlined. God does that. And he's never going to be accused of fighting unfair. The enemy would like to do that. You think Hamas twists the truth? What do you think the enemy does? Who's training Hamas? Who's training that stuff? Well, look what, the, look what they did. Well, that's not true. None of that's true. But yeah, millions believe it. Um, the enemy is, is, is going to try to deceive people, and he's building, dare I say, an army based on untruths. But boy, do they believe them. So we must have the Scripture. That's how Jesus answered Satan. Uh, you, you, we've talked about this before, that here's the Son of God, fresh from the throne. You know, he's lived on earth for 30 years, and here he is being tempted by the enemy. The enemy knows who he is. Jesus could have done anything he wanted, fully man, fully God. He could have fried Satan right there. He could have destroyed him. What did he use? Five slick tricks he learned on the Internet or the Word? He used the word. 
And that's what we must have. The word we hide in our heart that we don't miss the mark of God. And so I'm seeing, and you know these things, this mission that God has given us to serve before the throne is based on the word. That's how the kingdom comes. And so you, you see this, this wonderful uh, proclamation about our gospel, verse 5, came not unto you in logos only, but it did come there. See, it's not a diminishing of the logos. I mean, the logos, you stop right there. Our gospel came to you in word, the logos. That's how it came. But it didn't come alone. It came in power, dunamis, and in the Holy Ghost, and in must assurance. That's confidence. And as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. That, that also is a challenge that you need to be praying about, and you should be praying about this with every team that goes. Because the anointing is on us to represent this message. And these pastors and leaders and other people have been, there's a hunger in them for what we have, and there is, to some degree, almost an uncomfortable reverence that they have toward the ministers coming from here or from the Saints Network. And, but, but those people want all kinds of different things. Some want a father. Some want a paragon of teaching. Some want somebody that's going to work power among them, just do some tricks. Others just want to be in on the new thing. And they want to sidle up to you because they, they, don't, they don't want to be, uh, uh, they don't want to miss out on anything. And I, I understand all those influences and many more. And, and it's so difficult, especially when you're staying with people or you're with people all the time. All the time. That it's difficult to maintain this measure of an example. Because familiarity breeds contempt. You ever hear about that? You ever wonder how the disciples would have the, the moxie to challenge Jesus going to Jerusalem? Did you ever wonder how those 250 uh, princes of uh, the tribes could go up to Moses and say, hey, you, you know, you're taking too much on yourself. We hear from God just like you. God didn't like that very much. But how did they think? Meekness invites that. So just pray for for us, that in the midst of having to be with them almost 20, well, 18, 7, um, because you do get to break off and go to sleep a little bit, that um, because they all want something different, and I'm not faulting them from, for that. Some of them want a father. Some of them want, want a mama. Some of them want, and you say, I can be that. Monica can be that. I can be that too. Moses said, <laughs> Moses said, do I have to be a nursing father to this group? Uh, that only means one thing. But we've, we've got to be right on. And, and you, you, can get dull, you can get dulled. You can get dumbed down. And, you know, a lot of these younger guys are younger guys. Of course, in my age, just about everybody's younger. Um, but, you know, they, they like to play tricks. They like, and I, I'm a, hey, I can do that. And, you know, sometimes when you see him, you think, I can do that better than you. 
And but but then you have to you have to watch because what do they need from you? And so you have to preserve the idea that you're not an old fogey and that you can you can hang with them without becoming them. And I didn't mean to talk about that, but pray because there are so many people that want so many things. It's kind of different. In France, we have a close group of people. We've ministered at a number of churches. But in France, it's more like these people want intercession, the way it's been formed. And so they will follow the intercession. This is a whole new ball game because you got a bunch of pastors who don't have a covering and suddenly they're willing to accept a covering. Uh, that's, that's odd. I mean, I'm telling you, that's odd, it's odd and it has to be God. But, but this business of being there... And, and so we, we've learned that here. We've learned that here. We, we've transitioned in this body from, from times where people start getting familiar with you and they've eaten a Chili's with you and, you know, they, they want to hang with you and then they start thinking, well, I have gifts like you do and, you know, I can do this. And then the next step is either they learn to submit in meekness to the plan of God or they it's sideways. I pray that God will preserve this fledgling group of, of, of world changers from jealousies of one another, from competitions, and, and that they will, they will stay true. See, there's a lot of things that you've gone through that God has given you an overcoming crown in. You need to be applying those. We're not just going down there to preach. Hey, I could preach all day. God's given us so much stuff, and I'm not bragging on that. I'm just testifying of the goodness of God. We don't lack for stuff to teach. But we've, we've got to make an impact, and we've got to come away with these people doing the example, the typo, and echoing what the throne of God is saying. And the enemy would try to stir up issues. You know, I know that there are enemy forces down there. We've battled them. And some of them are ancient. They've not been disturbed for thousands of years. It's true. They're up on the mountains someplace. Some of them have people that are just still worshiping them. The ancestors trained their generation and their generation. They're not used to having somebody coming with the threatening of the, of the power to take move mountains. And that's what God is offering these people. I, I'm not shortchanging that. I believe that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. But I'm not worried about that. I mean, when we see them cast out, that's only going to spur the move of the Spirit among people who will believe. Now, they've still got to do more than believe. They've got to commit themselves. But I'm more concerned with the things that we've seen that have attacked this mission. Competition, jealousy, trying to get a leg up on one another. Uh, you know, what are you doing with these people over here when we're the ones that invited you? What, what is this over here? You didn't tell us you were doing that. And then, well, you know, I'm doing this. Well, you're doing that. Well, I didn't know that. You know, I'm not saying any of that's going on. But I'm saying that that's the strategy of the enemy. He brings, if he can, die vision. So we need to pray for the accord that God wants on this birth, this rebirth of Pentecost in that place. But the Word, that's what we're going to be teaching. And, and uh, 
So let's look at some passages, and I hope I wrote them out right. <laughs> Otherwise, just turn in your Bible, but Scott will put them up there anyway. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 6, 7. You know these verses, but let's just apply them. Um, Paul is talking about lots of different things that he faced in ministry. Verse 7, by the word of truth. Here again, this is Logos. Of, of those things that were hidden that now aren't, by the power of God, by the armor of righteous vision on the right hand and on the left. See, this is where we are. We have to establish the word, and then there's a functionality of the word. But with that, there are going to be things, signs and wonders that God does where function is brought into a physical reality. We're not moved by that, but God does that to showcase the vitality and the veracity of what's being taught in the Word. That's why Jesus worked miracles. And so I'm believing those are going to happen uh, in, in really amazing ways. We had one that happened, uh, I think, two, two journeys ago. It was the one we were at the airport, and... Um, one of the worship team members contacted Pastor Luciano, and her daughter was rushed to the hospital with uh, spinal meningitis. And that's pretty much a death knell down there. Uh, you, you, you know, we have inoculations and modern preserves up here that doesn't let that run rampant. But down there, a lot of children get that. And so it was sh shocking, and Luciano was going to have to go to the hospital, and we prayed right there, and the next day, the little girl went home totally free. We've seen those kinds of things happen. We don't take them lightly, but I know that for some of these places, God, in the magnitude of what he's going to do, and he is going to do something of great magnitude, he's doing it now, um, there are going to be demonstrations of power that um, that are going to, to, to showcase the kingdom. Um, but it's in conjunction. You cannot separate it from the Logos. You cannot separate it from the Logos. Let's look at um, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. It's good for you to turn pages or to click it on your screen there. Um, 1 Corinthians 4, 20. You know these verses. I'm just declaring them. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Now, of course, you know the kingdom of God is in word. Everything in the scripture is, is the base. It will never pass away. So the kingdom of God cannot be separated from that. But it, 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 there is a permissive there. The kingdom of God is not limited only to word, but in power. And that's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing. But you see, you have to establish the word. You have you have to establish the logos. You have to establish what God reveals about the intricacies of what His Spirit is revealing in truth. And you can't just jump ahead to the to power because if if power comes without the right foundation of the word, it'll topple everything. And and so that's why it's always the logos. And then the power. But that's how the kingdom of God comes, and it's within you. So you learn this. You're guided uh, by virtue of what God has called you to be and created you to be. You're guided into truth. And then that kingdom within you 
will live that scripture that's hid in your heart, and you'll depict it, and you can say, this is what it is. Here it is in the scripture. Know this, and the people will want it. The essence is that we wanted the word because we wanted the word. God put that hunger in you. We wanted him because we wanted him. I don't remember how many years it was that we weren't asking God for anything other than the privilege to uninterruptedly continue to seek him on our face. You remember those days? That put a pattern within you that was firmly established then in Scripture, for you could do that wherever you go. And, and, but, but the establishment of the Logos, the foundation of what God's really doing, partners with the unveiling of truth that the Spirit guides you into, and when that is completed in God's eyes, then he releases power through it. The function first begins in the operation of the kingdom itself from the word. When that is functioning, then it radiates out the demonstration of power. But it's not the other way around. God does not build his church on power. He builds his church on, what did Jesus say? Upon this rock, flesh and blood not revealing anything, but the power of the Christ being revealed from the Father. That's how the church is born. And then God just can't help himself. He says, let me show you where this is in my word. Let me show you this, where this is in the principles that will be eternal. Let me show you this. Do you have a hunger for the word? Will you sow it into yourself? Will you hide that word in your heart? Will you meditate on that word? That is the establishment. And then from that, there's a base that can support the external release of power. Other than that, it'll topple. Do you know that? Do you realize that? So let's look at... Um, let's, uh, let's take... Let's talk about Jesus. Luke 4, and then one more passage, and, and we're done. You won't have to hear me for a couple of weeks. Well, you'll hear me on Wednesday Night Live. So I'm getting my time in while I can. Luke 4. This is a wonderful, wonderful... Um, hmm, let's see here. Jesus is casting out He's going to be casting out a devil. But in verse 32 of Luke 4, it says, The people were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. And that, that is exousia. That's authority. So you have, you have a connection between a doctrine that is formed, a doctrine that is formed, and word which is a logos, and somebody who has lived it and understands the principles of it and now can exhibit authority in it. And the people are astonished to see that. That didn't happen overnight, and it didn't happen just because Jesus was the Son of God. He had lived on earth for over 30 years at this point. And, you know, even at 12 years old, you know, they, the, the doctors of the law were saying, who is this kid? You know, he's here talking to us about the kingdom. And, and so many of the times in the, in the New Testament, it would say, you know, who is this man that he can be talking doctrine with us? Who taught him? So this was a, a, a thing where God 
uh, formed this over many years in partnership with the Father and intercession according to Jesus' mission uh, as a son. And, And here he is, and the people are identifying this guy is depicting a a strategy of doctrine and he is he's doing it on behalf of the logos the same logos that these other guys are teaching and they don't know anything that they're talking about and he's doing it as somebody who's not only experienced it but understands what it means and that's authority so then in the synagogue there was a man who had an unclean spirit and cried out with a loud voice. Now, what have we studied about unclean spirits? They love to block momentum. And, and you'll see them in the Scripture. Wherever something fresh is flowing, wherever something is depicted, they'll try to stir something up just to block the attention away from where it should be or to also block what God is trying to do. And this one says... Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Or have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him and said, Hold your peace and come out of him. Hold your peace. That's an interesting word. That's an interesting phrase. Uh, I, I, I believe, given the terminology, it wasn't just be quiet. Whatever your mission is, it ain't happening here. However, you've tried, you know, you can know that's what peace is, right? It's going forth to accomplish something, to do it, and to come back successfully. So peace could just mean um, be quiet. That was part of it, but I suspect that whatever this being was trying to do to either talk about Jesus before Jesus had taught fully on it, um, to upstage the plan of the Father through his teaching, The enemy wanted to circumvent that, and Jesus said, no, your plan stops and uh, come out of him. And when the devil had come out, thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. And they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, what a word is this? What a logos. Isn't that interesting? Did they say, what a power? No. Did they say, what a, what a great thing we've seen. No? They say, what a logos. What a word this is. That's amazing. That, that's amazing. And then it says, for with authority and power, exousia and power, they'd already commended his authority regarding the word earlier. So it wasn't just authority over a, the devil. Um. He commands unclean spirits and they come out. But it begins again with the Word. What a logos, this doctrine that he's teaching. What, and, and here it is. It's being patterned for us. And um, through that, there is authority and there's power. So the last one, and, and I think if we can't, if, if you doubt Paul, well, here it is in red letters. There's, there's Jesus, same thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I think us sharing this is setting the stage for something that God's initiating with us in this month of the teacher and going out to sow into this continent. Um, 
1 Corinthians 2, 1, I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. For as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Wow. In so many ways, every one of those verses should be ringing bells in you for the experience that God has led you through according to his word. You're a, you're a, a treasured people. You're a blessed people. And we are a blessed people. Our Father loves us. And we are, we are citizens of heaven. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We've been given a time frame and a... Uh, uh, an honored season to live and to serve the Father. And, and I'm so thankful for the Word. I'm so thankful for the Spirit of truth that guides us. I'm so thankful for the ways that you have been willing to embrace the establishment of the kingdom. And I ask that God will bless you in these days that are ahead, that he will use you uh, for the sake of his kingdom, and that, that that will be a blessing for you. But then, in the midst of that blessing, that you will also remember our, our joint mission, um, and that we will accomplish everything that the Father wants. You know, I've been praying over and over again. Uh, if I had enough faith, I'd pray it once, and that would be it, I know. But I've been praying over and over again, Father, don't let... I can only pray for myself. You know, I, I, I can't answer for anybody else. So I have to take accountability for myself. And when I'm praying for myself, and yes, I pray for others, but when I pray for myself, I say, Father, don't let me miss anything that you want. Don't let me, don't let me come away and realize that I didn't do something that was right there in your timing to do. We've got a we've got a we've got about a thousand on this one. And and we've we've got to see what what God will do. And uh it the the, the miracle of, of it all is still that He will allow us to do this. You know, He could have sent angels who would have just done it perfectly. But yet he sends us. He, he sends you. And um, I, I pray that God will use you in, 
and bless you over these weeks. I pray that as the ministry goes on here and as intercession is offered here, that the Spirit of the Lord will move mightily among you. I mean, I, I, I don't, I would love to come back, and God can do what he wants to do. And I'm not putting pressure on anybody. I, I, I just know that God's presence is here, but I would love to come back and hear, oh, what a glorious thing that happened here. What, what the miracle happened here. The Spirit of the Lord was so strong. I won't for one minute think, how dare God do that and me not there? Or maybe finally you're out of the way. God can move. Um, I, I pray that God will use you and that he'll bless you. And I pray that you will be operatives in, in, in heaven, in intercession. We're all in this together in our Saints Network family. I'm so grateful. And for these other adjunct, I don't mean to minimize them, but, but groups that are coming alongside the network who we've asked to join in prayer, I pray God will bless them as well and use them for whatever reason he, he ordained that. Um, I, I just, I'm just grateful. And uh, may, may the word go forth. May the example be laid. May the, may the people become types of what the Father really wants and uh, that that will be echoed throughout all of South America and the world and then uh, the power that's demonstrated will get the attention of other places in the world, and they'll come and say, I want this. I want him. However you want to do it, Father, but use us. Use us in whatever way we need to be used. And let us come back rejoicing in peace uh, to, to testify of the goodness of our God. So be healthy. Be blessed. Be provided for, be encouraged, be strong, and um, be here when we get back. <laughs> That's the Beatitudes. <laughs> be here while we're gone, too. Father, thank you. I appreciate your kindness to us. And let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let your word be established. Let people be led to you. And let us be faithful to our place in you. I, I ask that you'll use the intercessors here, the worship team here, Pastor Fabian as he speaks, and all the other ministries that go on uh, during the weeks. Let this place be surrounded and filled with the power of your spirit and uh, may it be a lighthouse that you've ordained it to be and may uh, may you just watch over this house and connect us with it and uh, we love you and we ask all of this in Jesus name amen amen well God bless you thank you and um, look forward to uh, Wednesday Night Live. And uh, in the meantime, God bless you.